You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. Broadcasting today from St. Mary's Parish in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a beautiful morning here. We had snow last night, but it's pretty much gone. Yeah. Yay! And the sun's out. Spring's just around the corner. Yes. A couple oh. more blizzards, I'm sure, on yeah. their way. We got Whatever. state basketball. So I know. you got to have to have that blizzard. Bad weather. <laughs> well, we've had an amazing show. The first hour, we talked a lot about Eucharistic miracles. Eucharistic, yeah. uh, just some experiences. Ugh. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. And if you missed any of it, you can always go back. We're going to put up our podcasts uh, later today or tomorrow. And you can go to realpresenceradio.com and check them out. Or you can download the free app. And we put our podcasts on the app also. So be sure to tune in. They were great stories. So That they were. Love it. And how blessed are we that we get to experience that whenever. I I know. it. Yeah. We it, forget. No, we do. And it, we... Even with the pandemic, everyone's like, wow, you know, I'll never forget. I'll always, mm. you know, and then we're right back to yeah, square one again. Here we are. But moving right along, we've got Catherine Bogner on the line. Good morning, Catherine. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. I was so excited to see that you were on one of my shows this morning <laughs> <laughs> because I am so excited to talk to you about a new book that you just released. So, but first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am a Catholic school teacher in Central Illinois. So I know you were joking about the weather, and it's very beautiful <laughs> here, but it's, we're, we're getting snow this weekend again. So yeah. it's not spring yet. Don't yeah. get too um, so excited. I, I, <laughs> Don't get out the lawn that. chairs we'll, yet. <laughs> we'll take the sunshine while we can get it, though, because it's been a gray winter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I teach Catholic school, and I'm also a parish director of religious education. Um, so, yeah, so those things keep me pretty busy. <laughs> In your spare Gosh. time. In your spare time. Do you have... <laughs> Okay. I love how uh, how all us Catholics are like, and then, and then, and <laughs> then. So you have a new book that is being released. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. The book is called Through the Year with Jesus, Gospel Readings and Reflections for Children. Um, and it is a tool that I am so excited to be able to offer. It's intended to be used um, both with families and classrooms. We're real careful about how we, mm. the examples we use in language, because we wanted it to be really universal, that mm-hmm. any adult could pick it up to enhance conversations about the Gospels with kids. And so every week we've chosen a story um, about Jesus and have provided tools like a beautiful piece of sacred art and the full text of the scripture and questions to talk about, um, so that adults feel equipped to talk about Jesus with the kids in their lives. It's so important. That is so important. I love it because that is one thing that does scare some parents, you know, that they're going to get the question they're not going to know the answer to, um, you know, and feel like they're not a good resource for their children. So it would also be good for religious ed teachers, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yes. I'm coming from the background, you know, that I have both the, the, the parish school experience as well as the parish, like, catechism class experience and everyone it's like everyone thinks that catholic school teachers must be the expert or that that sunday school <laughs> volunteer must be the expert and we're not we're not mm-hmm. we're all on the journey together wow. so i think that um any tool that we can put that's easy to flip through and has resources that at adult fingertips is just going to help not only um not only help you feel more prepared but also just enhance the conversations of at whatever level it's very open-ended 
we know the Gospels, the Bible is ever present and ever new every time we open it, right? So there's always going to be something different to talk about, um, even if you've read the story a hundred times before. So is this uh, Gospel readings that are going to follow the the liturgical season, or is it uh, just in general Gospel readings? So what we decided to do, it is organized by the liturgical year. So we chose stories about the life of Christ that fit within Advent. So there's, you know, there's four readings for the, the season of Advent, obviously. Sure. But we had the hard decision early on to, mm-hmm. are we going to follow the, the church readings or are we not? Because, of course, then we would have to have at least three different books, and they still wouldn't yeah. quite match from year to year, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so as, as beautiful and as important as that is, we decided to make it a more timeless resource and instead pick the stories from Jesus' life that fit within the important themes of the liturgical season. Sure, sure. So it could be picked up year after year. I love that. I love that. And then you don't have to buy three or four books. <laughs> exactly, yes. <Yeah. laughs> I love that. So what inspired you to put a book like this together? I love I love sharing things. So I also have a blog, and that's kind of where my connection with like sharing religious ed resources came from. But I just think you know, I mean, you know what it's like when you see a great movie or you read a great book, you can't mm-hmm. wait to tell someone about it. Mm-hmm. And and that's what the gospel should be like. And so oh. I I wanted to create something that made it easier for adults to feel ready to share the most amazing story ever told, the story of Jesus with the kids in their lives. Um, and I also think that we, we sometimes do a really good job in like Catholic education and Catholic publishing, creating um, really great stuff for our young students, like especially, you know, maybe like four to eight or so. There's tons of cool stuff on Pinterest and great ideas on blogs and super cute picture books. But then we often kind of leave our kids in like elementary school and middle school, we kind of leave them in the lurch, you know, there's not as many resources for them. And so this book is really meant to be used by a wide range of angels. It's not even necessarily targeted at that, but I just wanted something that was a little richer that would be on your typical kind of like picture book story book sure. version of Jesus, um, but gave a little more support than just saying, okay, well, here's the scripture and read it. So something in between. That's what I hope to create. Wow. That's going to be priceless. Because that is an age that is awfully overlooked. And, you know, my mom runs a Catholic bookstore here in town, and that is an area that we're constantly being asked for resources for, um, because you do have the little kids' picture books, and then you have stuff for young adults or teenagers, and that middle age gets kind of missed. So Yeah, and and they're my favorite. They they deserve it just as much as the other ages do. Yeah, well, and I think I probably could learn some things. Yeah, because yeah, they, they're the ones that they can begin to really think in a way abstractly and concretely. And mm. so they ask those questions that that maybe as an adult you don't think about. Yeah. Uh, and that as a little, little kid you don't think about. Um, and then you're like, oh, that's a good question. Uh, we should ask Father. Like, <laughs> ask Father. Ask Father after Mass sometime that question. <laughs> <laughs> Most random questions. Yeah. I'm sure you get some random doozies. <laughs> That's like I remember the bishop was on, and I asked him what his number one question from kids was, and he said, "What's your favorite color?" <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, Catherine, tell us again the name of the book. So it's called "Through the Year with Jesus," and mm-hmm. the subtitle is "Gospel Readings and Reflections for Children." Beautiful. And where can people find out more information or get the book? So the publisher, um, they can find it on the publisher's website, which is stpaulcenter.com, 
Um, you can also ask for it at your local Catholic bookstore, which it sounds like that would be great for your mom as well. Um, and it's, it's on Amazon, too. So Beautiful. So biggest dreams, what are your hopes for this book? Oh, wow. Um, just the idea of it being used in homes and classrooms around the country is already mind-blowing to me. Um, but I'm already hearing feedback from parents of kids of all ages, as well as classroom teachers, about just like, this is what I've been looking for. This is the mm-hmm. resource that it's given me questions that are allowing me to ponder deeply with my kids the scripture. Kind of like you said, Father, like they have a capacity for prayer and for wonder that sometimes we have lost as adults and we forget they have that openness. So I just heard beautiful things about the prayer that families are already experiencing. Um, The book also has a full-page, full-color piece of sacred art to go along with every story. So that by itself is like a really valuable resource that you have for, you know, there's about 60 pieces of sacred art from across the eras to pull from. So um, I guess my hopes and dreams are just that, like, you know, homes and classrooms will find it a resource that they can pull off the shelf over and over again um, and continue to grow deeper in prayer with their kids. Beautiful. Well, wow. I can't wait to take a look at it. I'm sure my mom will be ordering it now because we've had it on the radio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think of all of our school teachers and all of our young families that that really are trying and they're just they're just not sure where do you begin, what do you mm-hmm. use, and... You know, there's there are so many resources, but not all of them are helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, or they they don't feel empowered to be able to begin the questions and ask them and, and talk mm-hmm. about it because they're like, well, we don't know what the answer is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. beautiful. Well, any last thoughts, Catherine, before we let you go? Um, I guess the one other thing I would share is that there's also a set of Lexia Divina prompts for every story, oh. which is, again, I think something that, like, any any kid, I think anyone from the ages of 4 to 104 can benefit from Lexia Divina. Sure. Yeah. So, um, kind of like you were saying, Father, like, we don't have to know the answers to the questions, but it's nice to have a place to kind of start with those conversations. And so, with those prompts, the, the families or the classroom can, like, really dive into the scripture and kind of have those guiding thoughts. Um, as they, they turn the reading the scripture into a prayer as opposed to just, uh, okay, we're going to get through this story. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, there's a sidebar for every story that has um, prompts for each of the steps of Lexi Divina. And also, um, if for people who aren't familiar with it, the method of praying with scripture, there's also some guidelines at the beginning of the book to help out those adults um, use that mm-hmm. with kids. So not only to know about it, but how to use it with kids. I love that. Wow. Yeah, because it is more than just a story. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, people will sometimes ask, like, well, Father, how did you come up with your homily this week? And I'm like, well, every day I pray with the scriptures and mm-hmm. I ask a question or I notice something or I, I mean, it's Lexio Divina, mm-hmm. uh, but so few people have ever really experienced it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because they're like, well, because when I read it, I had something different. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, <laughs> yeah. like every one of us is going to, the Lord speaks to us all. Um, and we just have to learn how to become confident that when he's speaking, that we should listen um, and see where he takes us and see how it changes the gospel and the readings and those things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for joining us today. And what a great book and a great resource it'll yeah. be for many. Thank you. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Heather. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Yep. You too. God bless. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'll have to order that book. I know. I was just like, oh boy, mom, better get the. <laughs> Better kid calling and ordering that book, but you know it isn't too early, and I don't. I don't think 
another thing too is that people don't know that that's what they're doing. Right. Praying with the scriptures versus learning from the scriptures that there are different ways to read the scripture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even, you know, like I always, like sometimes you read a gospel and you're like, oh, I never noticed that word before. Uh, mm -hmm. Or I never thought about that before, you know, because you're at a different place and in, in, in a different, you know, time. And, and so the, the scriptures do speak mm -hmm. uh, in, in many ways to us. And, and we do want them to come alive, yeah. you know, in, in such a way that. Uh, do you ever run out of things to say? Like at, for a homily? I'm thinking of for a homily. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. So far, I haven't. I don't think I've really come out. Every once in a while, I, I might. I, it'd be interesting. I don't know how often I repeat myself or repeat a story, but I try to just, where am I? Where am I at? What am I? You know, there's certain stories or certain things that really do just resonate, but hmm. no, because again, I think it's endless, you know, because we're at a different place. You know, think about it. Like last year at this time is when the world shut down. Yeah. So we were at a totally, I mean, I was thinking about St. Patrick's Day and, you know, going to go to McNally's and all these things. And like, and then the world shut down. And you're like, okay, well, wow. I guess we're going to sit at home for 15 days Yeah, that turned into 12 months or, you know, yeah. like it, so we're now at a different place and, and we see things differently. We read things differently. And I think that's the challenge when, when a Christian doesn't see that the faith should be applicable to the moment, you know, then it's just these history things. And, sure. you know, and the same thing, like we learned with the Eucharist, like I'm like, people ask me all the time, what do you love about being a priest? I'm like the Eucharist. Yeah. I'm like, like there's no greater thing in the world. You know, I, I try to use the example with people. Sometimes I'm like, I've talked to some couples who can say they, they knew the moment when they conceived a child. Mm. Like, it just was one of those things. Like, they knew something was different in this moment. And I'm like, every day. Wow. Like, every day. Like, it was a piece of bread, and now it's the body of Christ. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and yep, there's sometimes where you really do run into, you know, you just run through the motions. Uh, but, yeah. So Amazing. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. More Real Presence Live right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. And uh, I remember when... Uh 
they came around looking for donations at the churches when they were trying to get it started. And it really hit me when, I don't even remember who it was, came around, but it was just like, I think that I need this. Because I wanted to be be fed. Uh, I wasn't taking time to read my Bible or any of that, but I just knew it was like, well, if I could listen to stuff on the radio like he talked about. And so it, it was everything that it said and more, you yeah. know, in all reality. It so. doesn't take a lot of effort to turn it on. It does not take a lot of effort. You know, sometimes, really, it, I'm going to back up on that and say it, it, it almost does, because if you want to be drawn in and contemplate what is all being said on the radio, there's a lot of stuff that gets kind of deep. It's like, well, it makes you contemplate. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, okay, am I, am I ready to, to take this food in and digest it and all that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the spiritual food. So, yeah, it's it's been, it's been really good for me from from my faith walk welcome back i am heather carroll and father paul rutten and we're broadcasting today from father paul rutten's office (laughs) (laughs) saint mary's parish it's a messy (laughs) office oh it means you're busy i don't know about that stuff going on father You're a busy man. So uh, now we're going to be heading into (laughs) the Honor Our Father segment. I always feel like I should echo at that. It's time now for this week's Honor Our Fathers. We have great priests who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. So we want to honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business. So... Let us know who you'd like to honor, and each week we'll draw a name, share who the winner is, and find out why that particular priest was nominated by one or more of our listeners. So today's Honor Our Father's segment on the Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by Slim's Bar and Grill. Slim's has daily specials and bookings for private parties. They can be reached by calling 218-444-7546. Slim's Bar and Grill, a place to gather for all. Wow. And this week, we will honor Monsignor Mike Foltz from Sacred Heart Parish in East Grand Forks, North Dakota. Congratulations, Monsignor. Uh, It was nominated by Julie, sorry. Uh, Julie nominated him, saying that Monsignor Mike Foltz, our pastor, is a great leader and huge promoter of Catholic education. Gotta love that. So again, congratulations to Monsignor Mike Fultz for being this week's winner of Honor Our Fathers segment. Today's Honor Our Fathers segment on the Real Presence Radio Network has been brought to you in part by Slim's Bar and Grill. Slim's has daily specials, bookings for private parties. They can be reached at 218-444-7546. Slim's Bar and Grill. A place to gather for all. So now when the father gets the dozen, that's meant like he's going to share well, with his staff? Well, it depends oh, okay. on the priest, I guess. I've never won it, so I don't know how it works. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. No, my, my parishioners are good to me. They're really good to me, so well, and, I'm all uh, good. Father uh, Kapperman won him in oh, up in Oh, of course he did. Of course he did. Of course Kappy. New priest. Yep, new priest. And the gal that nominated, she's like, can we wait till after Lent to bring him the donuts? I'm like, that's a good idea. Yeah, probably. (laughs) So he's going to have to wait. It'll be a surprise. (laughs) Unless he's listening to the show and then Uh, going to find out. Well, who knows when we're going to show up with donuts. Never know. Never know. But 
So I asked wow. during our break if you had any inspirational homilies lately. Yeah, you know, it is one of those things that we, it, it's hard to know. Sometimes you think you, you hit it out of the park and it's <laughs> crickets, nothing. And other times you're like, wow, well, at least uh, Jesus shows up uh, in the Eucharist. <laughs> uh, and then they're like, oh my gosh, Father, that was a really great homily. And you, you really, I think most priests become pretty detached uh, from that. Like either way, you just have to. Otherwise, oh, yeah. it's so painful. You can't be, you know, because someone will say, "Oh, Father, it. that was a great homily," and you're like, "Well, the deacon preached, so uh, I'm <laughs> what not sure." You, you know, or you ask them what they liked, and then it's like, "Oh well," and you're I like, was just saying it to be polite. Now, but at the same time, there are some that, like even to this day, I'll talk to parishioners in Watertown, and they're like, "That one homily," or when you said, like, so there are some that really do resonate. Um, for well, various and, reasons. And just like we were talking, you know, it depends on where you're at as, a, as the right. listener, you know, because right. you can be, I know I've um, listened to homilies and just because of situations going on in my life yep. and somehow it just speaks right to me that I've been sitting in the pew bawling. Yeah. And I'm just like, I hope nobody can see me. Yeah. No, nope, yeah. So, sniffling. So, so it is. It's uh, so the other week uh, I preached about uh, the Navy SEALs. And if you don't know it, with the Navy SEALs, they they have this incredible training. Did and Father you, Young talk you into nope. that? And you can you can because I'm fascinated by it. Like it's just it's because it teaches you mind over matter. Like the men that get through aren't the fastest, aren't the strongest, aren't the brightest. They just will not quit. They will not quit. And the way you quit as a as a Navy SEAL trainer is they have this bell that they carry around with them, and you ring it. Mm-hmm. And when you ring it, you get coffee and donuts and a warm blanket. Like, but you're done. You're over. No more. And they keep it near because you can quit anytime you want to quit. Um, and, and so I said to them, you know, I, as much as I want to be a seal, it ain't going to happen. But I want to be a saint. Like, I want to be a saint. And every time we sin, we ring that bell. And we just say, Psh, ding, ding, ding. I want coffee and donuts, Jesus. But unlike the Navy, we can try again. Like we go to confession and we're back in the, the grind of it again. And we're back in the challenge. And, but the bell follows us. Like it's right there. You know, it's right with us. It never leaves mm-hmm. that opportunity to ring that bell. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to be okay with ringing the bell at times. That, that doesn't mean we're just done. We want to, but if, cause if we want to be a saint, like I want to be a saint. And so you got to look at heaven and you got to, uh, and I got done the first uh, time I gave the homily and this guy came out and said, father, you know what's so amazing? Because then I talked about we're in the boat, like our, our church is shaped like a boat, and the church is a boat. And he said, and the cross is the anchor, and hope is an anchor thrown into heaven. And so we've got that cross, and it's anchored into heaven. And so we just got to keep looking at it and just know that heaven is the goal. And even if you ring the bell a thousand times, Jesus' mercy is endless. But you gotta ask for mercy but you gotta admit you rang the bell mm-hmm. yeah uh, so i thought it kind of worked uh you know just that connection <laughs> um it's something visual people can kind of see um and we can all admit we rang the bell yeah and thought what was i thinking and i'm sure there's guys that rang that bell and they got the warm blankets and coffee and thought what i do yeah uh but they're done yeah you know they can't be a seal uh, and those other guys, they didn't ring the bell. 
Like they just, there's a mindset. It's it's an amazing. Like, well, I would think you would have that mindset just because you are so athletic. But it's mind over matter. Yeah. I mean, it really is the mind. So I was at the gym yesterday and it was like, and my coach was like trying to like distract me. And she's like, is it working? I'm like, no, it's not working at all. <laughs> uh, and then she went easy on me and she had me like do a handstand up against a wall for a minute. Oh. And I got to like 30 seconds and I was like, <laughs> and I fell down and I'm like back up again for like 15 seconds, crashed back down. I'm like, ah, but I do have a little bit of a draw. I don't like to quit. So yeah. I got the minute in after falling a couple times. Uh, but it is a lot of it is mind over matter. Like, you just got to see, like, and so I just think to myself, do we think about heaven? Like, how glorious it's going to be. Yeah. You know, and that's even the same thing with the Eucharist. I'm like, to the people, even if this is just a disaster of a mass, you know, the music didn't go well, the homily was bad, but Jesus is here. And like, we just got to keep saying, Jesus, help me. Like, yeah. help me to know that you're really here. And, and, one of my parishioners said they usually sit in the back and they sat kind of up front uh, one Sunday. And she said after Mass, Father, do you, do you smile all the time? Like through Mass? <laughs> like she said, like I noticed you. Like you like, have this like smirk on your face. And I'm like, well, sometimes it's a little well, kids. now I'm going to be staring. Like sometimes kids are funny and yeah. they wave or they wink, you know. Uh, but I'm like. I'm going to come to Mass at St. Mary's just to wave But at there's you. moments where I'm like, this is unbelievable. And then, and then I stand there and I hand out the Eucharist and I'm like, you know, I say the body of Christ, but I'm thinking the answer to your problems, mm -hmm. like this is, this is what you need. Like, and I'm like, I get to give it to you. I used like, to struggle. What better thing can I hand you? I used to struggle being a Eucharistic minister and I stopped doing it. Why? Because I was so judgmental. Oh yeah. You gotta, like, that's hard. Cause there's times where I'm like. You don't even, you don't get what I'm giving you. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. but I just, like Jesus, like he can, and my mom's always like, it's his problem, not yours. It's his problem. I'm like, but I it's, know. it is hard, <laughs> but I'm like, I just think to myself, this, I'm giving you the greatest thing. Like, this is it yeah. right here. And we should be crawling uh, up on our knees. And I know not everybody, get, and this is the mystery. And I, you know, was going to ask early on, uh, with Karen, mm -hmm. um, why doesn't everybody get that grace that she got? And so then I have to say, well, maybe they just weren't listening. I don't know. But it is this mystery of like, because I walk with families all the time through suffering. And it's like, are they, are they not open? Is there not a crack? Is God not giving them the grace they need? Like, why don't, why doesn't everybody hear Jesus say, come visit me in the Eucharist? And then they experience Mary putting, I mean, like I was sitting there thinking, well, I want that. Like, right. I, right. Uh, I don't know. I, you know? And so this is also where I have to say, but I'm not God, <laughs> Yeah. you know? Um, and I think to hear a story like Karen's, I think gives other people permission to say that would be possible for me. Right. You know, I don't have to be holy enough or whatever. Well, and I think it goes against also our nature. And I think, you know, some people might have listened to the story and, and thought, that's just a load of hogwash. Sure. It's yep. crazy. Yep. That lady has lost her mind. You know what I mean? Sure. People have that Sanity reaction. and sanctity. <laughs> 
close. <laughs> but then it's like, okay, but if you truly believe, yeah, it is that crazy. Yeah. Like I absolutely. Was, I was listening on my way over here to um, religious music. Yep. I wasn't listening to EWTN. Don't okay, tell anyone. No, no, that's all right. And it was Shh. reckless. God was on. Oh, sure. And it talks about how reckless God is with His love. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I preached the other day at Dealey Mass, and I said, if some strange person walked in, and they looked at me, and I hold up this piece of bread, and I say, behold, the Lamb of God, they'd be like, Father, you're out of your mind. That's a piece of bread. Like, that's not a lamb. Last time we checked. Uh, <laughs> you know, and we're like, oh, yeah, behold, the Lamb of God. No, like, like this really, like, wow. Like, we, like this, why do, what? So it really is. I mean, like people should be like you. People are a little, a little strange. But yeah, because it is. It's crazy. But it's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely true. You know, and so again, Eucharistic miracles. If you can get to see one, do it. And like you said, it's a double miracle. It's a double miracle. Yeah, it really is. It, it's an amazing. You know, and again, I, I, I'm as a priest, though, because people, after we hear about this, they're like, well, Father, would you like one? No. Nope. Nope. I don't want one to happen because uh, I don't want... <laughs> you don't want the logistics. I don't want to have to deal with all of the things like, what were you doing and, and why did this happen and do you not have faith and blah, blah. You know, like, I don't have all, time for that. All of those things. And so I'm like, nope, I'm fine. Jesus... Well, is, you know it's going to happen now. Jesus, nope, it's not because Jesus is good. We're all good. It can happen for my brother in Harrisburg. Like, we'll let somebody else uh, take over. They the need Eucharist. to build a church. Well, because the scrutiny. This is the thing. Like, it's real scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, that's not true. And then they get, you know, like, and I'm like, I don't need, you know, a bunch of people trying to determine whether Jesus is present. I just yeah. know he is. Well, and that's the one um, thing, because we had Earl Markley talking about the Eucharistic miracles display. And I find it interesting that they're sending it out to be tested. Yeah. What do you think God thinks of that? <laughs> oh, he just shaped. No, uh, he's not surprised. You know, he knows us True. well enough. Um, but it is we we just we're, we don't trust very well. So yeah. yeah, but you know, and he's like, test it. I don't care. Could go for it. Yeah, like your human things. You know, it. because again, as they say, you know, for some nothing will be enough, and for others nothing is necessary. Right. For some, that's what they need. Hmm. You know, and so, okay, well, they get that then, um, but you know, so to really be honest and say, what do I need? Hmm. Well, I need Jesus. Okay. Well, but how do I need him? Like, Lord, help me. Um, you know, I think it's cool. Like, like for me, that's the, it's like a cool thing to say, to say to the kids. And then they had a pathologist test it and they're like, well, it was a man that died under extreme stress. Uh, okay. Well. Yep. Well, and the part that Earl forgot is that it was from the heart muscle. Yeah. Cardiac tissue. Yeah. Every time. Crazy. Same guy. That's crazy. Thousands of years apart. I love it. I love no, it. No, it really is an amazing thing. So. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I have more questions for you, Father. Oh, great. Are Just you ready? I, that's what I love. You, you didn't talk to my brother Joe, did you? <laughs> no. He always loves to do Should I have He done just dump a priest or he's got all questions. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Anyways, all right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back more with Father Paul Rutten and I. 